could get some new cartons from Nankos. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you found that bad boy yet on OnlyFans? No, you actually made one? I actually made one. So Jay found out about this. Yeah. Uh, no, I told him. I said to him like ages ago, I sent him a message saying, I've used your leg as the cover shot on Mankles. Uh, or I'm using, and he just like laughed. I don't think he thought I was serious. And then he found it on OnlyFans. Wow. <laughs> and it's just his leg. He's like, that's my leg. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the McInnes Marketing Minute. Again, you will see Jay is not here. Uh, he's left us on our own, but it's a good time to leave us on our own because this one's not gonna be complicated. We're actually gonna be talking about going back to basics today. There's a lot of advanced strategies, I wanna say, and I say advanced loosely because a lot of them are not really good strategies. They're just how to lose basically and and what people find when they're using these strategies is that they forget the basics so that's not to say that every strategy is bad it's just when you're doing a strategy you need to base it on the fundamentals aka the basics so we're going to break down why the basics are important and this is not an extensive list but this is just a few of the key principles that you need to remember so price is on there subjects dates actual comparables, pre-approvals, and then flexibility. Wow, can't count. So we're gonna start off with price. Price is obviously key, price is king. So there's a few strategies out there. If you're a seller, uh, I'm sure you've uh, thought sometimes or heard a realtor say, oh, we're gonna increase our price to show the market that we're serious. Well, that seems all well and good, but if nobody's actually coming through to look at your property, there's nobody to show that you're being serious. So that doesn't really kind of make sense. Along with on the buying side as well, especially in the market at the moment, if something's priced low and it goes for over ask, a lot of buyers are unhappy about that. Why would you price it so low? I'm gonna give you your asking price. If you don't want that and you want more, price it higher. Unfortunately, the market doesn't care because the market isn't individual focused, it is collective focused. And the collective will pay more than the asking price and the market will just continue on. So those are the strategies that we see fail a lot. And why is that? Well, first and foremost, going back to the comparables of price. Price is set by comparables. So that's gonna be what other properties that are similar have sold in and around your area, in your apartment building. Um, are they the same size, plus or minus an amount for square footage? Or do they have the same view? Or do they have the same renovation? Things like that. This is really what's gonna be the bulk of your price. And then you can start working on your strategy once you've realized market value. So if you do so, you realize market value of your house is 2.1 million, you can then make the decision, well, maybe we list at 1.9 million and we try and drive multiple offers to get 2.1 million or above. Not, oh, hey, it's worth 2.1 million, so let's list it at 2.1 million and we're gonna sell it for 2.4 to 2.5 million. Lo and behold, that won't work. And when offer day comes around and you're sat there with no offers at the price you want and you're kind of flexing your brain trying to think why, that is why. So that's how, where we come down to on price. Next one is subjects. So this is more focused towards the buyers on this one. The subjects are, you're getting to the point now where you can put offers in on subjects. Uh, so you can put offers in with subjects. So whether that's subject to financing, uh, subject to an inspection, subject to strata documentation, something like that you can start putting these things in, but it also helps you to be flexible, which ties into one of the points we'll speak about shortly, 
on if you can be proactive with those. So if you go in with an offer and it's got less subjects on, it's a lot more proactive. You can do things like a pre-inspection before you put the offer in, especially if they're looking at offers on a certain day. You can look at strata documentation over a night and it means that you've already been through those steps and checked your safe level and you're still able to put in an offer without those elements on there. And again, the less, offer, the less subjects you put on the offers, the more appealing it's gonna be. The next one is dates. So sellers, are you working with your target market on dates? If you've got a lot, which is pretty much only development potential, then it's likely you're gonna have a builder come and buy that lot, assuming all things are, uh, are lining up for a builder. Now what happens when a builder buys a property, it's typically not a fast completion. You know, They'll look at a two to three months completion date, and that completion date, uh, I mean, where are we right now? We're August. So that's gonna take you to the end of October, something like that. Now, are you really needing a fast completion date? Because you could be working with your target market or you could be working against it. And that's not gonna help anyone if you're kind of working against each other. The second thing on the buyer side of things, dates, can you be flexible? Some sellers require certain dates because they're moving into a different property for various different reasons. It could be a pre-sale, it could just be another one that they've bought and closed upon. By having that flexibility on dates and being able to accommodate them, you're actually putting your offer in a much better situation. And these things are things that really make a difference when it comes to the offers. Uh, next thing is actual comparables. So Paul down the road sold his house and it sold for 2.1 million. Our house is much better than Paul's. So therefore we are obviously worth a couple of hundred thousand dollars more. Well, Paul is on a standard size lot. Uh, his house is actually 400 square feet bigger. Uh, it was built in 1995 and yours was built in 1906. He also has a legal suite downstairs. These are all tangible things that are actually gonna come into effect when you're looking at, at pricing and things like that. Not just because you believe your home is better than Paul's. Don't allow your ego to price the home, allow your realtor to price the home on tangible things. The other thing, I can't believe I'm even saying this because Jay and I have been going on about this for literally years now, is the pre-approval. Pre-approval is so important. It's There's nothing worse for you as a buyer going out, looking at say a $1.5 million property and you wanna do something with it and then your financing comes in and you can only afford to purchase a $600,000 home. That seems extremely drastic, but unfortunately it happens a lot more than you would think. It's not about if you can get pre-approved, it's usually about how much you can get pre-approved for. It's very different to just going onto RBC or TD and putting in something in their mortgage calculator and getting a calculation. It doesn't work like that. It takes into account multiple things. And then finally is the flexibility. So the flexibility to adjust your offer, to meet things like dates, and to sign documents and get back to people quickly, to answer questions, just to be flexible when it comes to offering the negotiation process. It makes a huge difference. So an example of this, um, we recently had an offer accepted with a buyer's group. And we went in with our offer, probably about half an hour later, we got a call saying that we're in multiple offers. Uh, the agent actually told us that sellers preferred dates. There were a couple of things in the home that they wanted to keep. We had the flexibility to meet those dates. Uh, we also had the flexibility to look at documents, etc., beforehand so we could remove subjects from the offer. And we were in multiple offers. We actually secured that home for about $40,000 under the asking price in multiples. Looking at it from the other perspective, that same group actually, 
We went in for an offer before that on a property. Uh, it had been on the market for about three months and it was holding its price based upon a unit directly below them which sold. Now that unit also had a 300 square foot patio and an additional parking space which the unit we were offering on did not. That person in their mind had the, that those differences were only worth about $50,000. Well, the property's been on the market for three months at $50,000 less than what the other one sold and it's going nowhere. When you put on to the cards that every other unit in that building has sold within the last within a week of being on the market and that one had been sitting for three months the market is telling you that it's not worth as much as it's on the market for because of that flexibility an agreement wasn't made and then we moved obviously on to the next one and they are just sat there looking at a home which is not selling essentially so that is extremely important. And I think that pretty much sums us up for this week. Uh, again, it's a bit of a basic one. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, no, but what about this? No, how about this? It's straight back to the basics. Make sure whenever you're looking at your strategy, buying or selling, moving forward, you're always basing it upon the fundamental principles that's discussed. Again, there are a lot more as well, but these are just some of the key points. And we will see you next week for the mortgage update. And maybe Jay will actually join us once every now and then. See you later, guys.